At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. All basketball, all the time. Um, And I'm going to dedicate this episode to the plane crash victims and their families 10 years ago, 20 years ago, sorry, at Oklahoma State. Yesterday marked the 20th anniversary of it. And um, my my uh, my old teammate, Brian Montanati, who's the head coach at Owasso High School in Owasso, Oklahoma, it's a suburb of, of Tulsa, is going to join me momentarily. But I, you know, I remember where I was. And as I, as I glean back 20 years, and I try and figure out what to make of all the emotions and how it shaped my adulthood, how it changed my relationship with my teammates, with my coaches, um, with my own family. And also I think what it did to my alma mater and my coach, you know, I, 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 obviously he was a great man and a great coach and he had the curse of the disease of alcoholism. I mean, I, I think it's reasonable to think that among the contributing factors to his relapse late in his career had to be the stress with the plane crash, the handling of it, and the fact that they didn't get therapy, which is the the first part that I would start with. If you go through a traumatic event, if you feel that you're off, and I went through this when I was a freshman at Notre Dame, I was homesick. But to the level of uh, uh, where it was, it was depression. 
You know, I don't know if it was seasonal depression because in South Bend, the sun didn't come out or whether I was just so lonely and depressed because of my proximity to home um, and the, the, the weather being so gray uh, and the, eventually the team not being that good or my own expectations of myself. But at that point, I should have seen a therapist, no question in my mind. You know, and, and as athletes, we're told to just kind of push through. And I think that's what Coach Sutton and his entire staff did. But that's a mistake. And and I knew because one of my daughters, um, at a pretty young age, exhibited some symptoms of what you would call like PTSD, light sensitivity, noise sensitivity. And we always thought it was from, uh, she was a, a preemie and being in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit. Um some of it is just the quirks of who she is. But in trying to understand what she needed, we sat down with a therapist and the therapist actually treated me for what was the most traumatic event in my life at the time. It was the plane crash, which at that time was like maybe 10 years removed or 11 years removed when it actually happened. I didn't know it was buried so deep down there. So, so the first thing is that if it's you or somebody close to you, and these are tough times, tough times, talk to somebody, talk to a professional, sit down and work through things. There is no, uh, there's no reason you should not do it. If it's cost, there's plenty of counselors who you can talk to at a minimal cost or at no cost. Whether you're a college athlete, a high school athlete, a parent of an athlete, whatever, you see somebody going down a path of depression. It doesn't have to be anything where they can hurt themselves or others. Have them talk to somebody. Having been a survivor, and I wasn't on the team or on a plane. I was in Russia at the time. I can tell you it still affected me and still affects me a little bit to this day. Talk to somebody. In terms of the crash itself, um, and we'll get into this with Brian. I'm out, I'll, just, I'll never forget the, those, those moments. Right? You never forget where you are. I'm in Russia. I'm playing for Euro Great in Perm, Russia. We get back from Moscow. I wake up from a quick nap and all of a sudden, you know, I was about to unplug the phone and plug in my computer to check the scores of Oklahoma State. It was my first year playing as a professional after college. And it's my dad. And he shared with me the news. And I was immediately crestfallen. You know, immediately. I didn't know what to do. And, uh, you know, this goes to the burying the feelings part. But I remember every time I got on a plane, and I still, when I get on a plane, I think of them. It wasn't until a year later, because the, the crash was obviously in, uh, in January and uh, on the 27th. And a year later, or almost a year later, Christmas time, Christmas Day, we played a game and I was in Israel. And... My wife was sitting next to me. We we're on the bus and we we're going from Renana to Haifa, playing in Haifa. Haifa is a beautiful city on the coast of Israel. I, don't know, I think it's like an hour from from uh, uh, from Herzliya, where, where where we lived. Maybe less than an hour. And I remember we were looking up the coastline, and everybody on the bus we were kind of talking about, you know. I'm Jewish, but still Christmas was always in, in basketball. You always went home. You always saw family around Christmas time. And about, you know, this is like the first Christmas ever. My wife wasn't with her family because the year before we were, I was out of school, but 
and I was playing as professional, but I, at the time, I think I was either in Idaho or I was in Oklahoma at the time. I was in the CBA for a minute, but I got cut before the first game. So I must have been, I was in Oklahoma at the time. So this is the first Christmas she was ever away from home. And immediately I just felt this rush of grief thinking of, here we are feeling bad about not being able to go home for one Christmas, whereas all those families would never have their husbands or sons or brothers at home for Christmas again. It just hit me, hit me. But but a funny thing happened with all of this grief. We've always been, and most college basketball programs are a tight-knit group. We've, we've always, previous generations were good to us. And, you know, it was a little different when Coach got fired. And there's some, some of the guys that played for Travis Ford were good with. Some we don't, we don't keep in touch with. We don't know. But the Coach Sutton guys were always pretty close. I'm telling you, everything changed at that moment. That, you know, we always say we love each other every time we text each other, we call each other. Same thing with coach and with the assistant coaches. And so through this grief, I think we felt what all those guys were. They were special people and they were part of us, part of this basketball family. And if there is one thing I could share with you about why the, and I think there's been a destruction of college basketball by my brethren in the media, by agents, um, you know, by, by some bad actors in, in business. The one thing that we're missing, missing as we, or one of the big things kids miss on is the family that you establish the basketball family. Cause lots of kids don't have a, a traditional family unit and the people that, some guys that look out for you when you're a kid and you're growing to be a basketball player and trying to help you into college and then help you. Some of those guys are just good people, but a lot of them aren't there. A lot of them are just, they, they want, they want a piece. Ultimately, this is their meal ticket. Can the college coach pay them something? Can the agent give them something or can they get something from the, can I be your workout guy when you make it? You don't have like a family that looks out for you. That's what a basketball family is. And the more we destroy the, the, uh, the, the very special culture of college basketball by making it cool to transfer, bang, 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 place to place, by making it cool to the second somebody's going to give you a check to play professional basketball, you leap, or just skipping out of professional uh, college basketball, you, you lose track of all the things you get from your basketball family, all the relationships that are established that help you'll get when you need a job in the real world or a job in the world of basketball, all of those things get minimized because somebody told you you need to chase after that almighty dollar and 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 playing time as quickly as possible. All right, let's get into it with uh, with Brian Montanati, who um, I, I want to do a, a longer form pod with him. We're just going to rem- reminisce a little bit about that day, where he was, where I was, and some of the thoughts and some of the memories of, you know, very poignant memories of that time. Uh, Brian was a tremendous player at Oklahoma State. Kind of interesting. He was a junior college transfer from Fullerton College. And his first year, he didn't play a ton, but he made the game-winning free throws and played great against Oklahoma, got carried off the court. And he, he just grew and grew and grew and grew. Not physically. He was always 6'10", 
but grew as a basketball player and he became a starter by our senior year and he was a stud. And then he went and played in Italy for years and uh, retired, sold pharmaceuticals and is now also a high school coach in Owasso, Oklahoma. Here's my man, Brian Monani. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Um, all right, B, let's, uh, there's a bunch of things I want to get into with you, but I don't want to bury the lead because uh, at the time of this recording yesterday was the 20th anniversary of the plane crash. Where were you? Uh, yesterday or 20 years ago? <laughs> I don't remember yesterday, bro. I mean, I care, huh? but not really. <laughs> but not really. Uh, 20, 20, 20 years, 20 years 20 ago. Years I was, ago. I, actually, actually, I was in Tulsa. I just uh, returned from Italy. I had an injury. Uh, so we were, me and Amanda, we were out eating at TJ Fridays uh, with some friends. Here's what's crazy about it. You want to say, this is some crazy shit. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think about this? Okay. So um, I found out I had gotten back from Moscow, playing in Moscow. And Angie had just come and joined me in Russia. Here's the craziest part. Do you know where we ate that night? TGI Fridays. I can't make that shit up. Yeah. It was like one, there's like, you do McDonald's or there's like TGI Fridays. Yeah. Or there's all kinds of Russian stuff. And Moscow's like really, really nice, as you know. Um, But that's, that's nuts. What'd you get? What, what, what injured? How did you, I broke my, I broke broke my leg, broke my leg playing, man, broke my tibia and fibula. So I had surgery like December 2nd, I believe. And then, uh, Spent about two weeks in the hospital because they love to lock you up in the hospital over there and not let you leave after you have a surgery. Uh, so we we came back uh, to the States, I think, the first part of January. So I was actually down in Stillwater a lot, around those guys a lot, um, before the before the accident happened. Um, okay, so you got done eating it out. You got done eating it at TGI Fridays. You go back to your apartment, you turn on the TV. Did somebody call you? Even, like this is- it wasn't even it wasn't even leaving TGF Fridays. It came across ESPN and someone in the restaurant came over and told me that there was a plane missing. And didn't know who the people were, had no clue who they were. Uh, we were just sitting there eating dinner and they came over to me and they were like, Hey, you remember this is back in the day when the, the cool thing in the state of Oklahoma was Oklahoma State basketball, so we were kind of popular. Um uh, had this couple come over to me and they were telling me, you know, Hey, there's a plane missing. So I started watching the news. And first thing I said to Amanda was like, all right, we got to go home. Um, and then, you know, made some phone calls and everything else and found out what plane it was. So it was kind of one of those deals where we flown on those planes for three years and we knew the travel party. So you, you, you kind of had an idea who was on the plane. Um, just an eerie, eerie feeling, man. Okay, so here, here's my experience. So we, we landed from Moscow and we got back, you know, like five in the morning because the way it worked was you play in Moscow and then you catch like an overnight flight to our city, which is Perm. And the, the flight left at, at one and it was a two hour flight or two and a half hour flight, but it was two hours time difference or something. So it was always like five in the morning. Yep. So went to sleep, woke up and... Um, I would always get up and plug in my phone jack to my computer 
Yeah. And then I had to, the card. The dial-up. Right? The dial-up, yeah. Dial-up internet. <laughs> and then I would go and go to ESPN.com and check the scores. And I knew they play CU. And I was, I was, you know, like, I mean, it's our first year out. So I was still super, right. super into it. And um, I was literally reaching for the court, reaching for the court, like fingers on it. And the phone rings. It's my dad. And he's, he said, uh, how are you? And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I played last night. We won. Super tired. Um, I need to sit down. And I was like, why? And he's like, because there's a plane crash. And I said, where? And he said, Colorado. And I said, OSU is in Colorado. And he's like, yeah. I said, I, I, there's one of the planes didn't come home. And I, you know, just all of a sudden you get just like, even actually right now talking about it, I went yeah. to therapy for it. You know, like I still, I can feel it like tingling all my, my body. Like, yeah, man. And, um, uh, you know, I remember, you know, he said, he said, you know, I'll, I'll let you know exactly what happens. But he's like, I think you know, Coach Sutton's okay. And he said, but there's a couple players there. And um, so then, you know, I, I hung up and I called, I can't remember who the hell I called. Uh, I might have called Denise um, Weber um, or Alex because I knew he was in Stillwater, like he might know. And then we were just, then we we're just watching on the, then I was like, okay, I'm gonna plug in on the internet. And then it started coming, come down. And my dad called me back later on in the morning. It was late, really late at night in California. And um, so you were around them. Yeah, what, man. what was that? Cause, cause I had just gotten, I they just got into Russia like a couple of weeks before just signed a contract. She just literally, that was the first day she was over there or whatever. And, um, so they were like, you know, they, they were very, you know, they're very Russian. <laughs> you must <laughs> play. You can yeah. go, but you must play. I'm like, all right, I, mean, I don't even know what to do. Like, you're just so numb. What, what was it like? What, what do you remember doing next? Like that night, did you go to Stillwater? Did you wait till yeah, the next we, day? Yeah, we, uh, no, we, we got home back to uh, Amanda's parents' house and we went down there. I went to the basketball office and, uh, I, man, I can't remember what time we got down there, but everybody was there. And I just, I remember seeing coach and, you know, hugging him and, um, you know, it was, it was crazy, man. I mean, you know, th just the whole, the whole emotions of it, the drive down to Stillwater, uh, not knowing exactly who was on the plane. Uh, you know, you're trying to call everybody. Like I was trying to call, I tried to call Pat, uh, I tried to call Dan, um, all those guys. And, and those were two guys that, that, that had perished on the plane crash. Um, but it was, it was crazy just the whole uh, drive down and, you know, and, and, and being around those guys so much, you know, I was around them for probably two or three weeks before this happened, you know, going to practice, uh, you know, just hanging out with the guys, um, you know, and, and, and going to all the games and everything else. And then boom, something like this happens. It's, it's just wild, man. You know, it's funny. Dan probably gets talked about um, the least. I mean, I, you know, Nate, obviously I was super close with, but we were clipped. Dan was my Dan Lawson was a junior college D2 Juco, which um, I don't know if that somehow minimizes or whatever. Yeah. All American. Right. And, um, you know, I, I gotta, I, I like my memories of Dan or, uh, one who's totally wide eyed when he got there, we roomed together on the road, my senior year. It was weird that I, I, I weird that I, he was my roommate. Right. Um, 
not that we weren't close, but like, I don't remember. We didn't pick and Stanley Hughes with me. So we were playing in Vegas. And it's interesting because I was in Vegas last night calling a game. And I'll never forget, we're getting ready to play UNLV. And he was, he told me, he was like, I, I, I don't want to dress. And I was like, what, what? <laughs> I mean, you don't want to dress. Like, who don't want to dress? Like, no, no, I don't want to dress because everybody at home is going to turn in and watch the game. And I'm sitting there in my uniform and I don't get in. Like, that looks like shit. I was like, dude, like, that is so the wrong way to look at this thing. Like, if you don't play it and they redshirt you, like, who cares? Like, you got to come on the trip. You got to dress, dude. They can't. He's like, oh, I'll just say, just have coach say I'm hurt. So he actually called coach. And I was never like, coach, I, you know, like, what am I doing? And, and he had the inevitable test, like, right? Like, his job was to guard practice. Yeah, he had to guard base in practice today. Yeah. And, you know, like, Victor was fucking – and he was awesome on defense. So he would make me look like shit half the time. And, you know, so, uh, but Victor like didn't care or whatever. If he got destroyed, it didn't matter. He was coming the next day. Like Dan, he would, I mean, Desmond he had migraines, just, man. Remember? He had migraines. Yeah, it was migraines. Yeah. He, migraines. he got dunked D- on. D Mace gave him the migraines. Yeah. That's right. Remember? Well, D Mace basically made, Mike Johnson transfer because he kicked right. his ass in practice so bad, like every day. We're like, oh my God. Like, she just like, and he was the other thing about Desmond was he was a great practice player. Like, I hated, I, I fucking hated practice, you know. And he, but Mace is like, he would go, go hard, like, dude, take it easy, fella. All the uh, time. Okay. So, hey, what D Law was from, D Law was from Michigan too, man. So, I know him had a, we had a, uh, I remember his recruiting trip. Um, I hosted him and we talked about, uh, you know, we talked about Stillwater and how it was and everything else. And then that summer when I went home, I actually saw him over the summertime because um, I would go down and play pickup ball every once in a while because I got a lot of family that lived down there. And he uh, hung out with him a lot over the summer, um, you know, before we went back to Stillwater. So it was, uh, you know, and he'd always tell me, you know, he was like, man, I, I felt comfortable coming here because you were from Michigan and it, it, it made sense. And I saw how much you loved it down there in Stillwater and everything else. So it, it, it made me feel like it was the place for me. Yeah. That sucks, man. He was just, I, so I, I saw them play in Oklahoma city. They played in the city uh, right before I left for, I went up and played in Salina. Yeah. And so I, uh, they, they played in Oklahoma city and I talked to him after the game and he was just starting to really get run and feel comfortable. Yep. And I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like there's just so many levels to it, which suck. The, the crazy, uh, the crazy thing, Doug, is this too, man, is like, he called me, I think they left on Friday and he called me Friday asking if I was going to be in town early in the week. Cause you know, he wanted to hang out and stuff. And that was the, and he, he left me a voicemail. That was the last time I had, I talked to him or got a voicemail from him, you know, and it was the same thing with like Bill Teagans. I mean, Bill Teagans, I saw him at uh, the last game and we had a great conversation at, at Joe's man, where, you know, the things that he told me, um, you know, about watching my career and stuff like that. And he's, you know, just, it's just stuff that I think about every day, man. You know, and I know, you know, this, we all know this. There's not a day goes by that. We don't think about those guys um, at some point, whether you see an airplane in the air, or just some thought of those guys pop in your head. It's 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 interesting you point that out. I don't know if I would I would go if I was totally honest. It was a day that goes by, but there are these these like snapshots, you know. So like 
when I lived in Connecticut, my last house in Connecticut, we had a tennis court and I started playing tennis. And, and almost every time I would grab a tennis racket, I would think of Nate because we were, yeah. Nate Fleming was a tennis player as well as a basketball player and a little country club kid, you know, and <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, we're warming up the Baylor, right? And they're yelling at all of us. And it's his first like, and they were barely super shitty yeah. um, then. And they're yelling at all of us. They're like, Fleming! Yeah. Watch go play tennis. Let's go play tennis. There's white shorts. Go play tennis. And we're like laying it up or whatever. He's like, how do they know I play tennis? <laughs> like, Nate, it's in the media guide. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. oh. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
So here's my plan for this pot. I'm going to call Vic. I'm going to call somebody. I mean, obviously, Vic is going to be pretty emotional because he was so close with Dan and yeah. he was on that team and all those guys. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, here, here's my favorite Nate story. Okay. And I don't remember know this. So that year, Dan essentially redshirted. Vic redshirted. Antoine Broxy redshirted, transferred from Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Davey, who, yeah, I yeah. don't know, the, Davey Jason. Davey, Davey was Davey. Davey. And we had, who else? We had one other young dude, one other transfer, some, something. I'm trying to think who it was. And um, so Nate had to take a class on Saturday morning. Yes. That was a four-hour class. It was like some history shit. And like, yes. they didn't need to be in that history. And we're like, dang, why are you in that class? Like coach told me I had to take it. So basically like they couldn't cheat off him, but he had to make sure like they were at every class and yep. they went to every study session. And he was like, look, you guys get a, you guys get a B in this class. You do, you'll be good. Right. Like you just put in the work. It's four hours. You can get an A yep. study with Nate. So he had to be, so it was eight to noon every Saturday in the fall. That was their schedule. So I don't like the third game of the season, uh, the football team played TU and it was like an 11 o'clock start time. Right. So everybody else, we get together, we hoop a little bit. We go in the locker room, we eat and we come out and we go to the game and it's like 1045 and here are those fucking idiots. Right. They're just sitting there like, we, we just got, we just ditched class and we're ready. Like, yeah. yo, what are you doing? What yeah. are you guys doing? Like, ah, it's one class. How's the old guy going to know? We're like, dude, he knows, he knows everything. everything. He knows everything. He knows what you have for breakfast. He knows yes. what you're with. He knows yes, everything. He knows everything. So, so, and then here comes like Nate, like right before kickoff, like, hey, what are you guys doing? Where are we in class today? How come we're there? Where were you guys? And he's like, like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, he, you know, football game. He let us out early. But you guys didn't show up. So, Fast forward two days later, it's like a Monday and we got practice and I had a, I had a stats test at like, uh, let, let's say my stats test was like at four and then right. practice started at like five, five thirty or something like that. So I, I'm like late to practice and I come walking in and you and Mace and Joe and I mean, Suter, like everybody's walking out. I was like, uh, what I missed, like, oh, practice is canceled. What do you mean it's never happens. Yeah, it never, never, never happens. <laughs> never happens. I was like, everything all right? Like, yeah, yeah. Go inside. You got to go watch this shit. Go, go, go. <laughs> so I go look inside there. And coach is running those dudes. You know, they'll run them to their ankle smoke. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, you know, they had to do six consecutive 17s under a minute. And if yeah. anybody fell out, they had to do it again. And Victor yeah. Williams is crying. And one of their dudes is throwing up in the bucket all because they didn't do this class, right? Yeah. And like Nate, I mean, because Nate was the best. He was just such an honest dude. But every like, okay, so every time I every time I talk have a kid do a 17, every, tennis makes me think of them. Obviously flying. Yeah. Like I just flew yesterday. You know, yeah. Vegas was a game in which you know Dady was there, and I started thinking yeah. about those dudes. Um, you know, the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah. I remember our last practice getting into a fight with Nate and me and Mace on the bus. Like, why are we on the bus the day before the biggest game of our lives? What's going on here? Um, But yeah, it's really, 
It's really crazy too. I remember you remember Nate. You remember Nate when we were he always wanted to travel with us, especially our senior year, going on road games. And remember we were getting ready to go to uh we're getting ready to go to New Orleans to play LSU. And we were having practice before we flew that afternoon. And Fred, Fred, his roommate, yeah, his, his best boy, friend. yeah, yes. catches, catches him with an elbow at the end of practice and busts his nose wide open. Yes. So Nate was freaking out, not because his nose was split wide open, but because he couldn't travel with us to go down to New Orleans. That was his big, he, he wanted to travel. You know, he wanted to be on the bench and um, uh, be a part of what we were doing. Uh, but I, we talk, I talked to Fred the other day, uh, and we, we brought that up, you know, uh, Nate getting his nose busted and not being able to go on that trip and how devastating he was. Not that his nose got broke, but he couldn't go to New Orleans with us. Um, but no, man, I mean, you see all the stories and stuff, you know, you think about Will and, you know, he had a brand new baby girl. Um, you know, you think about Brian Luantra and his little kids. Um, you think about Denver. How about, how about how his son? He, how about his son played basketball at Kansas? Like that's crazy. the that's the coolest shit and the yes. crazy shit. So I I, I yes. called their game, and I went up to him afterwards. I go, as like you you don't know me. He's like, oh, I know you. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like no. that was my guy. Yeah. Right. Here's so here's the yeah. here's the here's my Lewinster. So I give you Lewinster story. Okay? I got one for you too. That's hilarious. Go okay. Ahead. Good. 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 So um, so um. We had Brian Farr was our trainer, right? With that big jug head, and he goes yep. to Texas. So Lord we get helmet. right. So we <laughs> so we get Lewinstra, and we're like, this fucking guy, mid major, like comes in. So my senior, I had something going on in my knee, and it was super swollen in the back of my knee, and um, I was I was not in a good place over because you know like I'm 24, like I can't medical redshirt and be like senior citizen playing and you know we were good and i was i was ready to hoop and uh, so he's like all right we'll we'll take you to see doc so doc's like oh oh yeah we got gotta have surgery gotta cut it and i was like i remember walking out of doc's office and i was like we gotta get a second opinion he's like well <laughs> he's like he's like it's just a scope dude it's like if it's the big it's a if it's a meniscus you'd be out like a week they'll take it out you know, if they trim it, it'd be six weeks, seven weeks. Like, then we got to talk about some other stuff. And I was like, dude, I, I love Doc. Okay. I love Doc. So he took me, he took me to Oklahoma city and we saw some other, some other guy. And he was just like, actually it's just a pulled muscle in the back of your knee. And I did some rehab for it. And I wore his little, little knee sleeve. And he used to like, every time I would come and see him, and say something was hurting, he would go like, "Oh, I could just take it to Doc, and he could just cut you." You know, yeah. it was like a running, yeah. running joke. But he was one of those guys, and I—I I mean, it's kind of like in college basketball. I don't know if you guys do it in high school. Everybody talks about OKGs, right? Like our kind of guys, mm -hmm. right? You want to recruit the kind of guys that are your yep. kind of guys. Like he was our kind of guy. He was a good, good, easy hang. He like yeah. came in, and we had all been there three years together, but he acted like he had been there, kind of. Kind of right. with us, kind of, kind of with us. All right, give, give me your. Hey, hey, I don't. You'll probably remember this a little bit, but he was trying to figure out coach and how to work, how to work for coach. So you remember how our practices were, especially our senior year. They were all over the place because they were redoing GIA. Right. So we go to the Colvin. We may be in the annex. So one day, it's the beginning of the year. We're over in the Colvin, 
and coach is just killing us. You know, I think we were, it, it is back in the day, we had two a days and stuff for like the whole weekend. So I'm, I don't I remember going to Lenstra and, and messing with them a little bit saying, Hey, you need to go tell coach our legs are dead. And, and, <laughs> and, and that, and that we just, we just need a day off or we just need to shoot or whatever. So, so he's like, are you guys really feeling that bad? Like, yeah, we're dog tired. This is the first like three or four practices that we had of the year. So I remember Lewinstra going over, we were getting loose and getting ready to practice. And I remember Lewinstra going over to coach, coach is standing on the sideline and I saw him talking to him. And then I remember coach telling him, you don't tell me how my players feel. You just make sure the water's filled and it's cold and there's ice in the water bottles. And Lewinstra just walks away. And he, <laughs> I remember walking over to him. He said, like, uh, over so well. <laughs> it was kind of like that deal, though. He was trying to figure out coach. You know, yeah. it was his first year there. But he was a great guy, man. Great, great dude, man. Awesome yeah, dude. You, you had to filter it through Mace. That was really yeah. like, I could talk to Sean maybe a little bit about it. Um, but you had to filter through like Mace had to basically go like yes, we can't. That go. was that was that was basically basically it. Um, uh, see, I like that plane, and I, you didn't fly. I, did I don't remember you flying on that one I that much. A, I flew on it our, our junior. Year, I flew on it quite a bit, man. You got bumped up to the big jet a lot, and I would. I, yeah, but the problem you know, is you know, the problem I is the jet with coach. <laughs> you know, I never flew a jet not one time with coach. Never. Who, me? Me. Oh, you yeah, you were always in the doghouse though, man. Dude, I never I played good. I would I would I would do yeah, I would I would fly in the, on the on Denver's plane. Dude, I, I remember think that coming was... back. I remember coming back from AM, man. Remember this? Our senior year, we played god awful. Yeah, they god ran triangle, triangle right. two and, and, we, and, like shit. And, and and missed I missed a ton of free throws at the end of the game. So Sean's pissed at me. So it was, this is how it was, man, is when we traveled, you know, we were usually in bands. So if you play bad, everything was calculated to get your shit, get out of the locker room and be one of the first ones on the van. So when you got to the airport, you could jump out, be the first one on the airplane. So you didn't get stuck by coach or Sean. Oh, well, I thought, I thought that that list was already made up. I mean, I I didn't, I was always on on the doghouse lane. Yeah, yeah. But if you flew on that plane, so I remember one time coming back from A and M, and it was it was like that. It was like I got I was late, the last one off the van, and I'm thinking, shit, I'm gonna have the seat right across from Coach and Sean because they 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 sat next to each other. So I get on the plane and I'm like, dang, the only seat open is that seat, and I played like shit. So the whole time, Sean stared at me like this, the whole time, and Coach would read the newspaper, and then he would he would put peel the newspaper down and, and pull his glasses down and just stare at me for like 10, 15 seconds. And then you get off the plane and you get off the plane and he has one of the managers come up to you and say, Hey, coach wants to see you in the office. And you're like, Oh man, here we go. But going back to Denver's plane, Denver's plane was always, always fun to plan because, you know, we played chess. I remember one year we were on there. I think I was on this plane then when Dady and Webb was playing, they were playing chess. And he'd be, he'd be like three moves, and like three, like three, yeah, and, and, and three, it's like three moves. moves. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I remember telling Daddy, I'm like, the only way that you can do that is if you spent time in the joint, man. You had to spend some time in the joint at some point to be that kind of chess player. That's next level chess. The only way that you become that kind of next level chess is by being locked up. Well, which is which I think he had a little issue not yeah, long ago. Man. I think he's good now. He's like tattoo tattoo hunters now, yeah. right? Yeah. How ironic is that? I gotta have him on a pod. I gotta have him on a pod. Okay, so yes, you yes, understand, you do, man. okay? 
our former teammate, Jason Keep, who went on to stardom with the University of San Diego, right? They, that was we the only time. Europe. But but first at San Diego, they won the WCC tournament. I mm-hmm. called the game, yep. right? And But he's famous as Big Daddy because he has a Big Daddy tattoo with one D. Yeah, has become a tattoo be a- artist. <laughs> has become a tattoo artist. You can't make that shit up. That's the oh, story man. that if you like, if I went to Hollywood and I was like, hey, I'm going to tell you a story here about a guy who's a six foot 11 dude who worked, who's like, looks like American history X worked on a oil rig before going to college. Right. Yes. And then goes to college, plays Freddie Sutton and plays for Brad Holland, wins the league championship, but becomes a tattoo artist after having a misspelled tattoo on his arm. They got covered up with a bunch of scribble. Like nobody believes that story. Hey, it's, it's a I real don't even story. Know if you know this. I don't even know if you know this about Dady, but he holds the record for most consecutive bench presses at the NBA combine at 185 pounds. How many did he it? still has that record? Yeah, he has that record. It's like 20 years. How many old. did it? How many I did he do? I think it was like 30 something. You know, he's a big old dude, big strong dude. Yeah, he was a big, he was a big dude. <laughs> yeah. A big dude. Yeah. That that yeah. actually brings me back. That brings me back to, to Pat. Okay. Yes. And I I I G'd about Pat because Pat was instrumental in in recruiting um and i remember our i remember pat's i remember uh Dady's recruiting visit right we mm-hmm. played beach volleyball mm-hmm. outside i was at we the were in that tournament yeah we yeah. were in that tournament yeah yeah we were in a tournament it was in the spring yeah. it was awesome yeah. and we yeah. would all like we'd all go get liquored up and then peel off our shirts like it was baywatch and then go play, play, and then and then play, uh, play volleyball, and then we go gamble at, at Pat's house at night. Yeah, right. So yes, that's what that, that that's that's my memory of that. Of uh, and and Pat was the guy who he had that they had a casino in their garage. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. His, I don't know if NCAA rules go back twenty years yeah. or whatever. I mean, we weren't like fixing games or anything, but it, we were definitely yeah. throwing some dice. Play, play a little blackjack or you know. Well, there was a blackjack table. There was a was there a craps table? No, there wasn't a craps table, but there was a blackjack table. There was a blackjack, blackjack table, and then and then Joe was overtaking dudes' money on his knees. That's that's what yeah. he was doing, rolling yeah. the dice, right? Yeah, Pat's house yeah. was always like the therapy. You you know, you could go over there and just kind of get away from coach and relax and everything else. Another thing I started doing, man, is his dad wrote a book about him. Um, I think it was I think it I think it published last year. But um, every time around this time of year, man, I sit out and I read that book and it brings back a ton of memories. You know, I was from Michigan, so I was a diehard Michigan football fan and Pat was a Nittany Lion. So we'd always have a friendly wager when they played each other. And Pat was so damn competitive that when the Wolverines would win, he wouldn't talk to me for two weeks. You know, I mean, they won he, the he would, your senior year, yeah. they won the national championship. Yeah, he would literally not say anything at all to me for for two weeks. But you know, and then I remember remember watching those guys play dunk ball too, and they would lower the goals, and you know, uh, they would sit and sit in GIA till midnight playing playing pickup. Um, Pat was a great guy though. He was always always one of those dudes where he never had a bad day. You know, always had a smile on his face. Um, you know, no matter what was what was going on. Uh, Jared Weinberg. So, so yes. my memories of Jared, he was, so my dad knew his dad, Mick forever. So there was like, we had kind of an instant bond or whatever. And, um, he was so slow that he wanted to run with the wings when we ran, cause he's like a guard size. Right. We ran out of the track and we're like, no, dude, you got to run with the bigs cause you can't make your times. Mm-hmm. But 
he fouled the shit out of you guys. Like he was, he was brutal. He yeah. was, he, and, and he was like one of those guys who's like, what, what? I, I'm, yeah. I didn't foul anybody. Like, I'm just playing hard. Just playing bro, hard. Bro, you're going to hurt somebody. Man. <laughs> he was the hammer. I think we should have used him as a, as a fouling weapon. You know, like whoever we didn't like. We had Webb. Uh, well, we had Webb. We had Webb. <laughs> but Webb didn't, what, yeah, Webb, yeah, Webb, just different types of fouls different yeah. types of fouls um but like he kind of his path it's interesting that you're a coach now and like jared would have been a coach now right that yeah. was his path that's where he was going without a doubt uh, in my mind i think he would have been a heck of a coach too man you know the one my my memories of jared are this is not you know i mean obviously him as being one of our teammates but then the next year when he became a manager um you know how coach would always check class have those guys go over and check class. So Jared would always do, and I went to class. I know some of you guys didn't go to class all the time, but I was, I was one of them that went to class, to class all the time. I went to class. <laughs> I know. You're talking about. So Jared would always do you a solid. He'd call you at night, you know, and remember the back in the day, we didn't have cell phones. So you had your home line and then you had the caller ID. So you could see who was calling. So he would be calling and it was like Jared Weiber would pick up and you're like, all right, what is this about? And you answer the phone like, hey, I want to give you a heads up. We're checking class tomorrow, you know, so make sure your ass is in your seat early where you're supposed to be at. Um, he was one of those dudes, man, though, that uh, great guy, man. Phenomenal dude, man. I, I can't say enough about him and his character and his work ethic and everything else. And it's sad that he didn't get the opportunity, um, you know, to to get into coaching and, and, and see where he would be at right now 20 years later. But think, think about like his brother is going to be the yeah. AD there, right? Like yeah. that's like the whole thing. And it does speak Wicked. to the place and how special it is because if, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like if my brother dies in a plane crash, you know, while working for OSU, it'd be, it'd just be hard for me to be around the place. But, yep. um, and then there's, and then there's, and there's Will who, Will was a big help to me because, you know, obviously I got in the media and I've used to want, love to do the interview stuff. And I actually texted his daughter because she's like, tell me the shoes story. And I was like, okay, so here's yeah. the deal. There's nothing big. It was just, we all, we were a Nike program. We all had nice sneakers. You know, anytime we'd lose, I'd change sneakers. Like coach never made end of, you know, or you'd go and switch them out of Dupree's or something. Yep. And like, we always had, and here's our SID. And he wore, I think they were like a new balance. And they would, it was like the same pair for three years. And he just liked them. And I was like, somebody get him some sneakers. Like, can we get you? No, no, I like these sneakers. Like, go wash them. They look terrible. They look terrible. But he was the nicest. Like, he knew how to, because, you know, I, I got, like, media probate. I'd say something. Yeah. Like, I said one time in Sports Illustrated that Kansas guards, our guards are better than Kansas guards. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I would get, like, media probation, and he would work coach to be, like, you know, coach, I think this is important for the, and it really helped my career, helped me become somebody. Uh, what do you remember about Will? Will, man, he was – you remember our last game in GIA? We lost to OU. And we were all pissed off and devastated, like big time, man. And, and this is the kind of relationship that I think we all had with Will. You know, Will – I remember Will was trying to get some of us to go up and, and talk to the media after the game, and that's the last thing you wanted to do, you know, losing to your arch rival at home on senior night. And then go up and, and, and face the media and answer questions and, and talk about how great they were. 
um, I remember Will coming to me. He's like, hey, man, I need you. I need you. You know, I was like, I know you don't want to do it, but I need you to do me a favor. And when he said that, even though I didn't want to go, but because of the guy that Will was and the way he treated me and the way he treated us and everything else, you know, I, I didn't feel obligated to it. I felt like like he he needed someone to go up there and face the music and everything else. And, and I was going to do it because of not the way he asked me, but because he was our guy. You know, he was he's always uh, very caring, very giving, um, you know, one of those guys, too. He's just like one of those dudes that was always happy, man, never had a bad day. So if you're so so here's here's the question, kind of in summation. And I want to go back. We'll do another one, and we'll do more kind of about your life and your career. You're a high school coach now, and a good one in Oklahoma, right at Owasso. Um, how twenty years later, and I know you 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 think of them often oftentimes, but how, how has it affected you in terms of how you deal with your own players, with your own kids? Um, uh, I, I have my like my own thoughts. I'm just I'm wondering if there's any part of you that, especially this time of year, mentions it to your guys and and has a specific way in which you coach, teach, or lead your lead your players. So any team that I've ever coached or been a part knows the history and story of the ten. Um, like yesterday, we, you know, a lot of these guys have played for me for multiple years, um, and there's some new guys. But you know, there's a video that I have that I show. And, and, and it talks about the guys and everything else. And then I explained to how special those guys were and what they meant to our program and what they meant to us individually. And, you know, I, I coach because, you know, it's in my blood from playing for coach and, and the experience that I had at OSU. Um, but more importantly, the impact um, that I feel like I can have on these young men's lives you know, and it's not just about being on the court, having success, but it's about off the court. You know, I genuinely love these guys, um, you know, and, and, and I tell them that and we, we tell each other that. And that's that's one thing that, you know, I, one of the multiple things that I took away from the plane crash is, you know, we have to tell each other all the time that we love each other or our feelings for each other because we don't know, you know, what tomorrow brings. And and our teams are, you know, we're really close knit group. Um, all of our teams have been, um, you know, and I, I got a text from a guy last night and his son, uh, is a junior at OSU right now. And I coached him in sixth grade and his dad reached out to me and said, I remember you taking those sixth graders down there and we played in the tournament and we had to stop by GIA because I wanted to tell the story about those guys. You know, I, I feel like it's important. We made a, we made a bond and a pact, you know, 20 years ago that, you know, we'll always remember. You know, we're never going to forget, but I feel like it's important for us that we, we, we continually spread the word about those guys and what they meant to us and our programs and, and also the families of the people um, that they were, they were associated with. So it, it's a big deal, man. Like anytime I get to talk about those guys, I, I love it, man. You know, um, I talk about our memories. I talk about our trip to Buffalo. Uh, you know, going to Niagara Falls and, and how wide-eyed and bushy-tailed Nate was and how, you know, he was like the little puppy dog that just wagged his tail around and just licked everything. He was just all over the place and you'd be tired in practice or something and he's playing as hard as possible and, you know, fouling like crazy. And, you know, he just, just those stories, man, I mean, they, they live on, you know, and I, I can't believe it was, it's been 20 years, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes it feels like it was yesterday and then sometimes it, it does feel like it's been, 
20 years, uh, you know, uh, half of a lifetime. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting. We, we got to wrap on this, but, you know, there's a lot of talk about all oh, these, these poor kids, you know, they got nobody around. They're just playing games. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. That was the best part. It was the best part. Everybody else got in the way, yeah. right? The trips in the NCAA tournament and staying in Buffalo, it was a stupid idea. We should have come home, but I know. it was the best. It was yeah. the best. You're all from different places of the country. You all love ball. You, you, you know, you're fighting for a common cause and, you know, for your own future. Like, I don't know. I, I see it completely differently than, than some of these people, but I can't believe it was 20 years ago, but you are doing a great job. Um, of, Appreciate you, my of, man. Of, of, of spreading the word. All right, let's catch up again soon. I, I do want to talk about your son and about raising kind of a phenom who has just yeah. like you were no, but you were under the radar. Like nobody yeah. ever heard of you. Right. Yeah. And now everybody's dude is, heard dude of you. Six, dude is six six four right now. He's thirteen. He's uh he's a he's different, man. It's gonna be fun watching. Oh, don't don't do the he's built different. I have not no, done, no, I just different. said he's he's different. He's I know, different I know, I but my kids are like, oh I'm built I'm built different. No, no, like no. relax. No, no, no. He's 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 got a lot of He's got a lot of work to do, but it's going to be fun the next few years with him. Hey, man, I love you. Thanks for joining. Love you too, brother. Later, man. Talk soon. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. So look, on this pod, we can, we've talked about a, a million things, and we'll, we'll tell you more stories that you may relate to, but... It was 20 years ago, and I, I know how much it affected the sport because I was in Russia at the time, and uh, the sports world stopped. And even to this day, when it comes up, when it's brought up, you'll have a referee stop by and goes, man, I, I was at the Missouri game right afterwards. It was incredibly emotional. I, I, was, I called the Oklahoma game when Kelvin Sampson, who was hated as the rival coach, came out with the T-shirt with all the men's names on it. You look up in the rafters. And you see that number 10. There's no numbers that are retired at Oklahoma State except the number 10. And that's why. Um, now you know why. I, I really do appreciate you listening to this pod. I hope you related to it. And I hope you can hug your loved ones. And if you're a coach, you hug your kids. And if you're a player, you tell your teammates and your coaches how much you care about them. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.